0: pause your word counts, and enjoy.
1: Hey, everyone. We're so excited today to be chatting with our very own Marianne Marchie, the Manuscript Academy Minister of
0: Happiness. Welcome, Mary.
2: Hey, thanks. It's so fun to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh. We're so excited to talk to you. And we were just talking about the weather. You're coming to us in Fargo, North Dakota, and it's 40 degrees. So that's It's
2: 40 degrees. Progress. I'm so excited. The snow is melting. Oh, my gosh. It's been brutal this winter. It's been horrible.
3: Oh, All right, everybody, let's get started. Mary, tell everyone your role at the Manuscript Academy. Okay.
2: I am the minister of happiness. So when you sign up for a happiness call, I call you and it's so much fun because then we talk about your book and we talk about basically whatever you need to talk about at that time, but I love it. So it's one of my favorite things to do every month is to call people and cheer them up and then get to know them.
0: Yeah. And I thought we would talk to everyone about just how we came up with this idea. Jessica and I were just talking about how as a company on the internet, we do a lot when it comes to like social media and live events and and pulling writers together, but we just really saw a need for people just to have that one-on-one conversation. And one Friday I called Jessica up and I said, Jessica, I really feel like we need someone to call and just check in with writers.
1: Well, yeah, because we worry about you. We know how stressful this is. We know that there's so much out of your control. And sometimes it just helps to talk to a nice person who understands how hard it is and who can hopefully make your day a little better. And every time I hear Mary's voice, it's like carrying sunshine on the phone.
0: Everyone says that. It's amazing. Mary, you've been talking to writers for almost a year now, I think. Can you give the listeners insight? on how this role of happiness helps writers in their publishing journey.
2: It's lonely because you're just typing by yourself and you're reading your own work and you talk to your friends and your family about it and they love you no matter what. And sometimes you don't want to tell them things because you feel like you've talked about it too much and you think maybe they don't want to hear it. But when somebody just calls, like when I call, people have said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called because I feel bad talking to my family about this. (laughs) Oh, gosh. they talk about it all the time. It's like the same thing. They don't want to just keep talking about it. So it's good to get a different perspective. Everybody has a different story, not just a written story, but like their life stories. It's just really great to get to know everybody too.
1: Can you give us some examples of some cool things you've heard during your calls?
2: Oh gosh, there's so many. One girl, we talked about her writing, but she had just told me this story that she literally had just been turned down for a job. She was asked to apply for this job and then she was writing in this like communal writing place. And then this other person said to the person next to her, I'm so happy you're taking this job. And it was the job she applied for. That's how she heard she did not get this job. So we didn't even really talk about her writing. We just talked about her feelings. So it was like a counseling session. <laughs> so that's what I like to call it sometimes. It's basically what you need. Cause sometimes people want to talk about a certain part of their writing and they'll read it to me. Sometimes people will talk about their family and then talk a little bit about their writing. So then we get to know each other a little bit. So that was a cool story. And then I hear all kinds of different stories that people are writing. None of them are the same. Someone will say, I'm writing fiction or i'm writing nonfiction, or i'm writing middle grades so it's just everything i love it
3: what do you think gets in the writer's way when it comes to their art that's a good
2: question i think sometimes people just want to finish it get it done and then get it published instead of doing all of the steps that the manuscript academy has you know what i mean so there's editing and then there's 10 minutes with an expert and then there's 30 on 30 I've learned a lot since I've started working here. So I learned about all the different things that the Manuscript Academy has to offer, especially like the free things that for members like that are happening each week. And then they're always on replay. So I think sometimes you can get in your own way. So I think when you step back and then you look at what you have to do, then if you list it out, I'm a list person. So if you list it out, then it's easier to get it done. So I think sometimes that's what gets in people's way.
1: That makes sense. And also for those of you out there, you should know that I was about ready to throw the microphone across the room because it wasn't working before. And I'm
0: already feeling better having spoken with them. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you've brought up a couple of really interesting things. And this theory with my kids where sometimes I feel they want to call me on the phone and they just want to dump all of the things in their brain into like, a pen drive. And they just want to put the pen drive in me like zip, zap. And once it's released to the universe... They're just like, oh, I feel a little bit better now. And I think for writers, we don't have a whole lot of opportunity to do that because even when you're writing group, you don't sometimes want to open up about how you're feeling frustrated because you want to put on a face, but with you, there's a safety to it because it's not going anywhere. You're not going to see you at the grocery store probably. So it's just someplace you can say, I'm thinking of this and you can validate what they're thinking. And then it's just a release. It's a release of this awful, you know, artistic tension. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes people are afraid to do something
2: different and they're used to doing one thing. That's like with everything. You need to step out of your comfort zone. So if you're afraid, if you don't have a critique partner, like sometimes people will say, I was writing this. Well, I'll say, did you, you know, read it with somebody? And they'll say, well, I don't really have anybody. You should go on the Manuscript Academy's Facebook page and you could find somebody there in the 10 minutes with an expert.
3: And I think also, too, sometimes from talking to writers myself, a lot of times if they're doing something that's different than what writer Mm -hmm. culture generally accepts or says it's how you're supposed to do something... They don't really want to share with other writers exactly what they're doing because they feel like they're going to be judged for it instead of accepted for doing the different thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a whole nother layer of when writers get to talk to you, sometimes me, it's like a safe space for them. There's no judgment here. Whatever you need to get off your chest, you can, and -hmm. it's okay. And I think it's just knowing that somebody really actually cares about their work. It's not just like a family member who goes, oh, okay, that's great. But knowing they have no idea what you're talking about, they don't really care about your writing, but they're happy you're doing something that makes you happy.
2: And it's fun to hear all their ideas. Like you said, they're not the same and they're not always the norm. They're not what people are looking for right now. And I remember Julie said at the workshop where we were all together, if you're not getting rejections, then you're not putting it out there. So even though it hurts your feelings, I always tell people it's not people saying, I don't like you or I don't like your writing. It means it's not time for that one.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the process. So you call people up. They've opted in. It's not just a completely strange out of the blue call. They answer presumably because they're braver than I am. And what happens then?
2: (laughs) So usually I say, Hi, this is Mary from the Manuscript Academy, and I'm calling you with your happiness call. And then I'll say, do you have time to talk? Now, sometimes people do not have time to talk. And then if they say, I don't, then I write it down and I call them back. Other times, if they don't answer their phone, because I call during the day, so they could be at work. So I leave them a message.
1: So they're there, they answer, then what do you say?
2: And then I say, Do you have time to talk? And they say, Yes, just a couple minutes. And I say, Okay. And then we usually talk about 20 minutes because it's not just a couple minutes, because then they start to feel comfortable. And then I'll say, So what's your book about? This is always the cutest when people say this. Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to know this. I'm supposed to be able to do your elevator pitch. And I say No, I'm not going to grade you. I'm not going back to anyone to tell you about it. I just want to know so I can write it down because I keep a card. I always keep a card on each person. So then they'll tell me their pitch and I'll say, who tell me more. And then they start telling me more or they'll say I'm stuck or I'm going back and I'm rewriting. I just love to hear about where they are in the process. Some people have finished a manuscript and they've stuck it in the drawer. They're starting something else. They're all over the place. It's like meeting new friends. You know what I mean? I love that. I love to talk to people because at work they say, oh, Marianne, I know you like to call people, so why don't you call them and tell them their stuff
0: isn't? I say, okay. Mary also is a craftsperson and works at a craft store. I feel like it's just great practice too. Every time you talk about your book, you realize if you can't talk about your book, then it might mean that some of your tension isn't as clear to you. Your book really hasn't crystallized. So learning how to talk about your book in an informal manner is actually practicing being Mm -hmm. a writer. And I don't think we really have talked about that much, but... When you practice telling your story and you practice representing your story and you practice, is my character clear enough? Does my character have enough stakes? You can find out so many interesting things just by taking 10 minutes to process what you have on the page. When people don't have that, when they're not able to effectively discuss it, do you prompt them? Do you give them some ideas? How does that work? If
2: they're nervous, I always say, "You're not going to grade you. I just want to know. And then they say, oh i never really told anybody the summary i think it's good practice for people to do it with me first because i'm not gonna judge them i love hearing about all of them there's so many good ones
1: could you just hold some up so we can see how many beautiful little cards there are
2: i have them in two spots this is one spot up here so then i have people that are still part of the manuscript academy that i still call and then there are people that are not and i just put them in the back but people come and go all the time. So if you leave, I don't destroy your card. So <laughs> I just put it in the back. So always come back. <laughs> and you can always come back. And sometimes I've called people when they were not part of the Manuscript Academy because they had just left. And I will say, it's okay. We can still talk for a couple minutes because you were on my list. And they'll say, oh, really? And I'll say, Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. And, and I have to tell you guys, all three of you, every person that I've spoken to loves all of the stuff that you guys do. They say you're very responsive, that you have great workshops. They've learned so many things from you guys. And I know if you always hear all of that, but I wanted to make sure that I let you guys know that. And I always write M-A,
0: happy face. If things aren't going perfectly, we want to know too. So do you have a favorite moment? Just one moment where you were like, this is so much fun. I
2: have to say every month it's always fun. But one time I was like, oh, I had to go pick somebody up at school. So this is hysterical. So I work at a quilt shop and I never get asked to make a quilt, which is a hundred percent fine because I teach the children. It was a little sad because I thought, I haven't gotten to make a quilt. So, this girl was talking to me, and I'm driving in my car, and she's really happy for my friends, but I'm just sad for me. And I said, (laughs) Ah, I understand. (laughs) Because I, I was happy my friend got to make the quilt, but sad I did not. I said, You can tell her you're happy for her, but it's okay to be sad for yourself for a little bit. It's sometimes just giving people the okay. To feel their feelings because sometimes you feel like you shouldn't feel that way do you know what i mean they're all different so they're all so fun but that was a good one i said oh
1: this helped me too (laughs) so they all helped me too I think there are probably a lot of complicated, uncomfortable feelings along the way when you're writing a book and you have friends who are writing books and it doesn't always happen at exactly the same time for everybody. And you're supposed to be 100% happy for them and you're not supposed to be sad for you. So I think it's really nice that they have someone they can talk to about that.
3: Thanks. And thanks so much for asking me to do this because it's
2: just so much
3: fun. If it. you had a magical wand, what magic would you spread to all people working on books?
2: Oh, these are such good questions. Okay. <laughs> Let's see, what would I spread? Do you know what I would spread? I would just spread that they believed in themselves and that when someone gave them feedback, they wouldn't take it personally. Now, sometimes it's hard to not take it personally and sometimes it's okay you know what I mean? Sometimes you're better with it. I would want everyone to be more patient. See, I cannot just pick one thing. So <laughs> I would spread patience in themselves and belief in themselves. And just the faith that if you write something and you're happy with it and nobody wants it, that doesn't mean it's bad. You can put it in the drawer and take it out. You can always be working on it just because you stop working on something like you're done with a project. Doesn't mean you're done.
0: What do you see is the biggest factor in resilience in writing? Like after talking to people over multiple months, what is that common core that the people that stick at it seem to have? I think it's
2: that they actually believe in themselves, that they believe what they are writing is important. And you can't really fake that. That's like anything. You can think you're a good singer and really not. You really know in your mind you're not, but you're pretending to be. But if you believe you're a good writer and you work the work and you go to the classes and you learn more things, I feel like that's what keeps people writing rather than not.
1: So it's a tough world out there, and there's all kinds of stressful stuff happening. What uplifting message do you have for writers who are just having a hard time being in the world right now and need to get back to that good emotional place to keep on being productive?
2: I don't like to watch the news. so (laughs) I just read the headlines because most of the time it's just sad. We all know that there are sad things, but we also know that there are so many more happy things that we don't hear about. So I think Sometimes just talking to a friend, having coffee with a friend, calling somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time, just connecting with somebody that is a positive person, that will keep people positive. If you're sad, you don't want to hang around with sad people. So if you're sad, you want to find somebody that's not sad and then hang out with them for the while, for even like 20 minutes, because then it makes you feel better. So I think it's, finding your spot where it's positive sometimes if you're working too hard on your book you should probably like maybe take a break because we all can get right in and then be there too long and then can't see straight because we're just consumed by it
0: i think that's so interesting because i don't think we talk about the emotional health of writers enough and i think that if you go on twitter it's either happy news or Mm -hmm. struggle news and Mm -hmm. The in-between is where most of the writing happens, the ups and downs. And we talked about the journey, but like how writers approach the journey is one of our themes that we have and being able to navigate whatever you need to navigate to finish your project, but it's not the end game, the end piece of publication. That's really the only time that you can let that project go.
1: Mary, is there something that you think a lot of writers aren't getting emotionally that they need?
2: Some people don't like to let people in. I will let everybody
1: in.
0: Julie knows. She cleaned my fridge once.
1: (laughs) How did that happen? And do you come to New York? (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to come to New York again. But I feel like if you
2: let someone in, even your critique partner, me, it could be like somebody in the grocery store. Like, honestly, sometimes that's all you need is a smile to just make you feel like a little bit better about yourself,
1: Okay, so you need to live in a town where people smile at you in the grocery store, and you need to have a friend who cleans your fridge.
0: Yes. What's your most common advice? My most common advice is when people say,
2: nobody wants my book. I say this because this is 100% true. When you sell your house, you only need one person to buy it. So you only need really one person to pick your book up, if that's really what they're worried about.
3: What emotional effect do the meetings have on you?
2: sometimes i'm like i've got a call today because you know, I have to get my time in for the month so i'm like okay i'm just gonna call for two hours call for four because it's so much fun i'm like oh my gosh i called for i'll go to work i'll say guess how long i called yesterday and they'll say four hours and i say yes you're ready right. i called for four hours but i can't stop because it's so much fun i am just as happy if not happier than those people because i get to talk to multiple people they talk to me so i get to talk to all of them
0: it's so interesting when people ask me about my job it's a weird job to describe mm-hmm. and i'm like well i support writers in their journey but i absolutely feel one stronger on my own journey because of it i feel that every day i'm buoyed by someone's story and process and like the ideas they put on the page. And that is such a privilege in this world. I think you get that teaching as well.
2: I know. It's so great. And when people will tell me about their books, I'll say, when it's published, don't forget to text me. Or when you get picked up or anything good, text me. They'll say, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have my number. I mean, (laughs) I don't block it. So. even funnier. This new girl started at our shop. She's so nice. Her name's Diane. And I said, I love talking to people all day. She's like, I know because she was a customer. I said, that would be such a great job just to talk all day. She said, I don't really think that's a job, but I said, actually it is. Where can we find you online? I am just on Facebook, Mary Murchie. I don't really write. I'm a reader. So I always tell people that too, because some people will say, so what are you working on? And I'll say, I'm reading right now. I'm more of a reader. And some people will say, oh, what are you reading blah, blah, blah. Then we talk about other books and other people will say, oh, I just laugh at that because I'm just like, somebody's got to read
0: your books. We we all can't be writers. (laughs) I actually think it's important to talk to people that aren't writers. It's less stakes for writers because people are always like protective over their ideas at right. times and things like that. So thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let's know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear
1: from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to Academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with First Pages
0: podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.